0: the podcast of Lifehouse Church Adelaide. We hope that this message inspires you. To find out more about our church, our locations, or our teams, head to lifehouse.global. Now, enjoy this message from one of our amazing team. Thank you, Pastor Tim. I'm excited to be here. I've never been to Adelaide before this year, but I've been three times this year. And honestly, I really, really love it. We spent some time in the city. I've obviously met so many great people that are part of Lifehouse Adelaide now, which is so incredible. Thank you for having me, guys. Really appreciate it. I'm I'm excited to share the word this morning. It's actually a great Sunday to be here in Adelaide because something terrible happened in Melbourne yesterday. Just awful. Really bad. Collingwood got a 16th premiership under their belt. I mean, you ask... Any Malvernian, they would have said we would have preferred a tax rise, coffee shops closed, snow. We would have preferred anything. Any Collingwood supporters? Genuinely not a single Collingwood supporter. That's amazing. If you are, we love you. We're glad you're in church, but that was a great win by Collingwood. Daylight savings time. Good to be here. Glad you guys made it to church this morning. I'm expecting, I'm ready for God to do something. As Pastor Tim... I mentioned I'm a pastor at Lifehouse and um just grateful for what God's done in my life. Is anyone else grateful for what Jesus has done in their life? I am I'm, I'm thirty-two years of age now and um, when I was sixteen years old I gave my life to Jesus. I didn't grow up in church, I came from a broken family, my parents got divorced, it wasn't it wasn't great, but God just he restored me so significantly, so so powerfully. Every time I get to share the word on platform, off the platform, just talking about Jesus, I love it because He's just done something so significant in my life. And and I've been married for 10 years now. You might say you don't look old enough to even be married, but yes, I've been married for 10 years. Um, and I've got a daughter. She's three years old. Her name's Azalia. So she's still learning how to smile properly and she's doing all the right things she's meant to do. She's a good girl. But I'm excited to be here and See what God does this morning, and even across the world, you might have seen on, on, on some of the announcements, it's Lifehouse Global. Melbourne, Adelaide, we have a location that comes under the same anointing, the same leadership. God doing the same thing in Germany. We've got two locations in Poland. God is doing great things across this earth. You know, we're believing, even just in Melbourne alone, we're believing for a hundred people to be baptized this year. How incredible is that? All by the grace of God. I think we can give God some glory. Clap your hands. All glory to God. You know we're well well on our way towards that, and and even globally, seeing people get baptised here. That's what it's all about. Amen. People getting saved, baptised, and going on a journey of drawing closer to Jesus. So around the world, you know, this year we've seen 150 believing for 150 people baptised this year, and people growing in their faith. So I'm I'm excited to be here and preach. Earlier this year, I got to preach in our our Germany location, in our Poland location, spent a bit of time there, didn't preach, but was there. And so all that to say, we're a part of a global family. There's a couple right now called Patrick and King, and they're starting another campus in Poland right now. Pray for them. You might have never met them, but they're a part of your family. They're a part of what God is doing through us as a church in this vision. Amen? So God is doing awesome things. And really excited to share God's Word this morning. Hey, if you're new here today, can we just give them one more round of applause, church? I'm, I'm always, you know, I always admire people that have maybe never been to church or a bit foreign to this environment that come because it takes a bit of bravery. So I just want to welcome you say thank you for being here. We're going to talk about Jesus and, and I'm really believing you're going to have a great day. He's really going to do something in your heart this morning. I really believe that. And for those of you who have been following Jesus, you know, for 100 years, for five minutes... I'm not sure, but I believe He's going to speak to us this morning, right into your situation, right where you're at, right into your moment. And he's going to take us from one place to another. Amen? Amen. He is he's able to do that. By the grace of God, so I would just love to begin by praying. So come on, why don't we close our eyes? Father, in this place right now, God, we lift up the name of Jesus. We thank You. We honour You. We worship You, mighty God. And we just say right now, our hearts are open, God. My heart is open. Speak to me. Transform me, Lord. We're here to receive something from heaven. God, we're not here just to tick a box. We're not here just to fulfill an obligation. God, we're here because we want to meet with a God that can change our lives. God, if it's thinking that needs transforming, change our thinking if it's our heart. If it's healing, God, in our body, God, we're open for you to do what you need to do today. Come on, we give this morning to you in the mighty name of Jesus. Everybody said? Amen. Amen. I want to ask you a question right off the bat. Have you ever gone to a movie and you've left... Assuming the character, the identity of the main character. Show of hands. I don't know if there's any parents of young children, but I just took my daughter to see the new Paw Patrol movie. She proceeded to leave thinking she was a puppy dog, a superhero puppy dog. She just got so excited. She just caught the spirit of these superhero saving puppy dog and she was running around trying to lick people. And I had to explain to her that you don't lick people, it's not something we do. I know Dad does. No, I'm just kidding. But she just got so, just caught something from that movie. My wife absolutely hates it. Anybody in here seen the movie Creed? Creed 1? Creed 2? Creed 3? Creed 3.25? Creed 3.5? And I just, there's something that, I come out of that movie like this. I'm just like looking for, I know it's really ungodly, but I'm just being honest. I'm looking for a fight after that movie. I'm just like, I'm, I'm looking security guards up and down like, yep, you want to fight me? I'll fight you back. Like, I'm a five foot two non-fighting guy. Probably wouldn't even be a box jellyfish in a match. But some reason, I've come out of this movie, I've caught something. Is anybody with me? From that environment that I've sat myself in and assuming that identity. And there's a moment in scripture where Peter catches something off the life of Jesus. Who thinks that's a good thing to do? Catch something. And it was more than just a teaching moment of education. More than just a moment where Jesus taught something. There was a real moment where the spirit of love, of servanthood, of being there for other people, transferred from Jesus to Peter. And I want to take us to John 13, chapter 3. It says this, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into His hands and that He had come from God, And was going to God, rose from supper and laid aside his garments, took a towel and girded himself. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel with which he was girded. Then he came to Simon Peter. Everybody say, Simon Peter. And Peter said to him, Lord, you are washing my feet. Jesus answered and said to him, what I am doing you do not understand. But you will know this. So here's a moment where Jesus needed to go past Peter's understanding and hit him in his spirit. Peter said to him, You shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered him. He said, If I do not wash your feet, you have no part with me. Simon Peter finally got it. It doesn't say that, but I'm just adding that in. Simon Peter finally got it. He said, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. What a powerful moment in Scripture. Amen? You may have read this story before. Maybe you're new to church and you've never read it, but you've heard it. Where Jesus washed his disciples' feet. But what I want to glean from it today is that Jesus didn't actually want to show Peter the proper technique to wash people's feet. He didn't actually want Peter to go and wash more people's feet. In fact, as far as I can tell, you don't read anywhere in Scripture where Peter actually continued on to wash people's feet but what Jesus was doing in this moment was saying Peter there needs to be a transfer an impartation a moment where what was on Jesus life to serve people to love people to be there for people to help people to lead people amen this wasn't an educational moment this was a the spirit that was on the life of Jesus Peter needed to catch it and it's something so significant about catching something from heaven would you agree Every morning I wake up, some days in a good mood, some days in a bad mood, some days I'm waiting to find out what kind of mood I'm in. But every day my heart's desire is to catch something from heaven today. Jesus, what are you doing in my life today? Jesus, what spirit do I need to carry? Jesus, what is on course for me today? And I love it that it says Jesus knew that he'd come from God and was going to God. In other words, this passage is being set up Really profoundly, because Jesus is about to leave his disciples. He'd taught, he'd prayed, he'd healed, he'd taught again, he'd crossed oceans, he'd climbed mountains, he'd prayed, he's healed, he'd taught. But here's a moment where he needed to impart something into Peter's life. Many of you would know, and if you don't, Peter was a significant person in Scripture. In the book of Acts, in the as the church of Jesus Christ crossed the earth, Peter was so significant But as Jesus left to go to heaven, he knew there was an impartation, the spirit that was on him, Peter needed to catch. And the question I want to ask you, and if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. If you're taking mental notes, I want you to really think and pray into this. What is God imparting into your life today? What spirit do you need to, want to receive from heaven in this moment? Because you're in a season of life. We're all in a season. It might be a good one. It might be a bad one. It might be in between. But there's always something God is wanting to fill you with. Amen? impart onto your life and all we have to do is open up and allow God, that spirit for us to catch that spirit. Elisha and Elisha, 2 Kings chapter 2, starting in verse 9, it says, And so it was, when they crossed over, that Elijah said to Elisha, Ask, what may I do for you before I am taken away from you? Elisha said, please let a double portion of your spirit come upon me. And I love Elijah because he was like, is there anything I need to do for you? Can I help you with anything? Any teaching? Any? Is there anything that I can do for you before I go? Again, a pivotal moment in this mentoring relationship and Elisha's all I want is what's on your life. I want to catch something. I'm sure Elijah, I know Elijah taught Elisha. I've got to make sure I'm getting these the right way. I'm sure Elijah taught Elisha many things and and, then they there was a great relationship but before things moved forward elisha needed to catch something are you with me today church something that was on his life an impartation a transfer not only in our head but inside our hearts and in our spirits and that's when god can do something super significant elisha found someone with a big spirit and he went after it Amen? amen he'd seen what god had done through elijah He'd seen what God was capable of, the faith Elijah had, the ups and downs. When Elisha was down, how he got himself back up, he'd seen all that. And he went after him and said, I want a double portion. Not only do I want to catch what's on your life, because I know it's from God. I know it's good. But I want a double portion of it. There was this hunger to catch a a big spirit. And I'm going to talk in this morning a little bit about what a big spirit looks like. like. Because if you find someone with a big spirit, I give you full permission to go and catch it. Is there anyone with me this morning that wants to carry a big spirit in life that comes straight from Jesus, our Saviour? So I give you full permission. If there's someone that you know carries a godly spirit, a big spirit, a faithful spirit, go right up to them and just give them a big kiss. <laughs> Metaphorically. Amen? And catch something that's on their life. My daughter, as I mentioned, she's three years old. She's in daycare. And honestly, she comes home with a new virus every day. Any parents that send their kids to daycare, maybe it's the same in high school, but what I find in daycare is that they're just, they find just a random drink bottle and just start drinking. And I'm now, I'm there to pick my daughter up and she's got a random drink bottle. I'm like, darling, that's not your drink bottle. Put that one down. She finds another one. She drinks. I've got some people laughing in the crowd and they're just like, yeah, I get it. And I can imagine them just at daycare, just like, it's going to be a bit gross, but just t- licking toys and handing them over and sharing them around. And the, the world's greatest scientists are still trying to figure out what's going on at L- Greenvale Daycare Centre down in Melbourne. Still trying to figure it out, but we just find it every... But they're just catching what each other has. At that moment, it really frustrates me because I'm like, I just want a healthy child. Because my daughter gets sick, then we get sick, then what? But come on, let's just be like three-year-olds at daycare. Catching big spirits off one another faith-filled spirits a spirit of hunger a spirit of determination a spirit of victory a spirit of an overcomer amen come on let's catch what god is pouring out upon us today and you would know as a parent it's so important there are times where there are teaching moments for your children even you know primary school age children teenage children you probably never stop educating but i know far more is caught than taught and my daughter, yes, she listens and, and, and I try to have teaching moments, but I know that she's watching what I'm doing. And how I'm, 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 does my dad pray? And even though she doesn't fully understand what prayer is to its nth degree, she catches a spirit of prayer. Amen? Does my dad, does my mum open up their Bible and read God's Word? Do they speak to each other positively? Now, she doesn't categorise it. My dad speaks... <laughs> And they read their Bible and they go to But I know my daughter's catching everything I'm pouring and putting down in our household. I've got to be so careful, especially at such a young age, that our household, the spirit that me and my wife are building and shaping and cultivating is a godly one. Is one that we would be proud for her to catch. Can I get an amen? amen? And so this message rings so true in the natural and in the supernatural. For me at home, I'm making sure there's an environment that my daughter can catch a big Spirit that's God-honouring and and faithful, amen? Amen. Too many people don't live life with a big spirit. And you know what it leads to? Feeling flat, feeling uninspired, feeling confused, and even feeling powerless. Come on, if, if you'll be honest, there are moments or seasons, maybe even right now, where you felt confused. Maybe a little flat, uninspired. You felt like there's just no power in your life. Maybe you're new to church today and you're saying, that's me. I feel confused at times. I'm trying to plan my future, but I don't have enough clarity. Hey, I'm telling you, at the end of this day, if you open up your life and let Jesus into your heart, He's going to come in and give you clarity. He's going to come in and give you purpose. He's going to come and give you such a large spirit. You're not going to know what's happened to you. How do I know? Because it happened to me. God changed my life. We see big spirits in the Bible. Caleb, what a man with a big spirit. Bible actually says he had a different spirit. So many people couldn't believe that God could do it. Caleb believed it. Joshua, David, the Apostle Paul. I've spoken about Peter. Eventually he got it. Come on, let's carry a big spirit. Watch what God does in our lives. What does a big spirit look like? What does it do? One of the main things that I love is that it attracts other big spirits. Amen? When you're someone with a big spirit, it attracts the eye of other people with a big spirit. And then iron sharpens iron, the Bible says. Amen? So one man or woman sharpens another. If you're walking around with a big spirit, you're full of faith, you're full of courage, you're full of bravery. And you might be saying, well, that's a big step for me because I'm not feeling courageous right now. I'm not feeling brave. I'm not feeling victorious. That's why we're here in church to have a moment with God. Yeah. We're in one moment, one prayer, one opening up your arms and, and asking God can fill your life with His Holy Spirit. The amazing Holy Spirit of God can come in, touch you and fill you. Big spirits attract opportunities. Hands up if you're looking for opportunities in life. Family, relationships, works. A big spirit opens doors. Courage. Courage will come. Let me pray for you. Comes out of a big spirit. How many times have you wanted to pray for someone but you just haven't been able to? You're going to start laying hands on people at work. Maybe in a, a Pentecostal way, maybe in a non-Pentecostal way. <laughs> However you want to do it. Whenever you're going to say to people in your workplace, hey, I know you don't go to church, but can I pray for you? You don't have to lay hands if you don't want to just pray. God, would you touch this person? That's what having a big spirit looks like. You've got the courage to pray for people. It gets you open and uncomfortable. Hands up, who wants to receive that today? Not too many people, hey? My hand's halfway up. It allows you to open up to what God has for you. It allows you to get outside your comfort zone, which obviously allows you to break into new territory. You can't, it's so hard to be offended and defensive when you carry a big spirit. Praising the bad times, So big, big spirit is God is with me, God is for me, God has called me, and God has gifted me, amen? Come on, why don't we give God some praise this morning? He's the one that deserves it. So many great things about carrying a big spirit that comes straight from heaven, I've got it in my heart next year. Me and my wife, we've talked about it. We've prayed into it. We've talked it with our, our senior pastors and we really have it on our heart to plant another House Church in the city of Melbourne. That's what we're believing for. But if I was totally honest with you, it kind of scares me. Just a little bit. They call it the belly of the beast, the city of Melbourne. Who knows what's going to happen any day. There are different cultures, different beliefs, different value systems, different things going on. But we've been put on this earth to worship God and win lost people. Amen. And so we've got it on our heart to start a life house church in the city of Melbourne. We're not sure where, we're not sure what it looks like, but we're praying into it and believing it. And i tell you what, I've been challenged to keep my spirit big because I know the enemy would love to just squash a big spirit in me and my wife so to make us think that we're small, that we're not significant, that God doesn't love us, that God doesn't believe in us, that... What does the scripture say? Nothing is impossible for God. The enemy wants to twist that around and say that lots of things are impossible for God. (laughs) But we're so careful in this season to make sure we are surrounding ourselves with people that have a big spirit. With people that believe God can do the impossible. That God can transform lives. Amen? And so that's on our heart. And and so many times I think we just can't do it. We're not good enough. We're, We're not able I'm not a good preacher. You know, just all the thoughts that come to mind. But God just keeps encouraging me. Hey, have a big spirit, would you? Carry my spirit at least inside of you. (laughs) I don't need to say this. I believe we all believe that God has got a big spirit. (laughs) Nothing is impossible for our Saviour. I mentioned I was in Poland earlier this year. And those guys over there, I came back from Poland just so eager to plant this church because over in Poland, if you don't plant a church in some of the towns, there's no church for you to go to. Let that sink in. Hey, God's doing things and there are some church, there are churches and, and life-giving churches that are winning lost people. There are towns that have 100,000 people, 200,000 people that don't have a church in them. And so you've got young 22-year-olds planting churches because they just, they have to. It's actually not a bad thing, amen? It is, but it isn't, if that makes sense. Like if people are rising up and so you go over there and you just think, come on. And so I went over there to to minister and preach and and spend time, but I came back blessed and ministered to, and I find that's actually quite common with God, that when you go and bless others, you're blessed yourself. Have you ever found that? When you're generous or when you're praying for others, God does your miracle, and it's just amazing how God works. But I came back so eager to start a church, another LifeHouse location and see what God could do because of that environment that I was in. Amen. I caught something overseas that just resonated in my spirit that allowed me to rise up another pastor came with us pastor james hensley he pastors a great church in queensland but he came and he just said pastor richard i'm coming because i just want to know what's going on over there i don't have a church he didn't even he, he was he was speaking at one of the conferences but he didn't really know who he was preaching to him, what it looks like and you never really holiday in poland am i right it's more the French Riviera, London, Paris. And so he'd never been, but he came over and he just caught something over there, man. He just came back and was like, what is God up to? This is outstanding. This is faithful. This is adventurous. This is bold. Like some of these guys who want Planet church are underqualified and don't have enough. But who cares? God is able. God is for us. Who can be against us? And we need to win lost... And, and Pastor Joe, he was already fired up as he went. He was already passionate, but he came back. He just caught something. So much so that he, came, he just went to his missions team and he said, Hey, we are investing in this church planning conference. And just said, I don't care what we budget. I, just, I don't care. We are investing. And he just caught something. He caught something over there. He caught this big spirit that God is able. Amen. To the point that we have two couples coming to conference two from Poland, they want to plant a church in 2025 and they're coming to spend three months with us, which is a big deal for them because it costs a lot of money to come from Poland to Australia. We're doing our best to support them and fund them and house them and find them cars and all that so to, to make it easier and affordable. But Pastor James actually said, send them up to Queensland for a week and I'll pay for their flights. I'll put them in a home because I just want to be a part of what God's doing. And I'm not telling you this story to to make you think he's a great pastor and he's better than he is. You probably don't even know him. I'm here to say he just stepped down in faith, got himself in an environment where God was moving, God was doing something, and he came back transformed. God just did something incredible in his life. I love the partnership right now that's being created between Melbourne and Adelaide. I just feel like there's an alignment of spirits. Is anybody else with me? I'm so excited that so many people are coming across from Adelaide to Melbourne some are driving the 24-hour the drive to get across. Some are flying like Keith. He's taking the easy road, flying across. I didn't like that, man. I thought you could have driven. Just kidding. I love Keith. But the, the, coming across just to, just to just connect and be a part of something and align our spirits, amen? Something God is doing between our two churches. I've got some friends right now who have really inspired me by what they carry. Gone through one of the toughest times in their life. Their mum just passed away from cancer. She loved the Lord. She's in heaven. We were believing for a miracle, praying for a miracle. We actually had a young girl in our church at the start of the year be fully healed of, of stage four cancer. Come on, give God some glory for that. The start of the year. So we had faith for it. We were praying and believing for, for this woman in our church. She's her mum, grandmother. But she went to be with her saviour and her four children in our church, loving God, a part of our teams. The way they were able to handle themselves, it just blew my mind. I was just so humbled to know them and to be friends with them. And the fact that they just still gave God glory in the midst of that season. It, 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 I don't know if challenge is the right word, it inspired me. It shook me to my core in a good way. I was able to see just the, the spirit that they carried. Even in one of the darkest moments of their life, they were still able to lift their hands and worship. They were still able to lift their hands and, and, and they, they were still looking out for other people and caring for people and being a part of things. And it just, I shouldn't be shocked because I know our God, and I know they love the Lord, but the spirit they were able to carry was that one of a big spirit, Amen a courageous spirit, a brave spirit. Yeah. Call it what you want, but what God had done in their life was so incredible. Come on, in the good times, whether you want to plan a church, whether you're looking for a new job, whether you're in one of the darkest, most difficult moments of your life, carry a big spirit and watch what God is able to do. Changing careers it's going to take a big spirit. Come on, I know there are people in here that are thinking, praying, God has spoken. I'm going to say that in God has spoken, but you just, I know you've spoken, God, but I just don't have the courage to do it right now. Today's the day yeah, where your spirit's going to rise. You're going to, we're, going to, we're going to worship with you and we're going to talk to God. You're going to say, God, fill us with a, a, a big spirit. When being generous, when no one's looking, takes a big spirit. Amen? Yeah. Kindness takes a big spirit. Don't catch casual Christianity. Young adults, I'm excited that we got a lunch after this. Don't catch casual Christianity. That will deflate a big spirit before you know it. We're apathetic about church, about our word, about worship, about connecting in the house. Don't catch casual Christianity. We've got to catch the fire of God and not be a wet blanket. Amen? Look for fires and not for wet blankets. People that will diminish your faith, that will speak negativity over your life. Look for people that are on fire. I want to encourage you. So be a thermostat and not a thermometer. My wife, she's a walking thermostat. 30 degrees in Melbourne, heating goes on. What's going on there? Can anybody help me? Give me some advice. How do I transform it? <laughs> Turn the air conditioning on. But she's a walking thermostat at hand. Even supernaturally, when we're in a room and there's some negative speech going on, come on, we've got to work our way around this and flip that on its head. Let's talk positively. Let's believe. Let's have courage, Amen. A thermostat sets the temperature, whereas a thermometer just checks it. Because we can go around checking your friendship group, the conversations, around the dinner table. Come on, let's set the tone. That of a big spirit, a courageous spirit. You've probably heard it before. Show me your five closest friends and I'll show you your future. I agree with that. I believe that. And it's not even practical. It's Supernatural. Yeah, it's practical because they'll rub off on you and they'll they'll wear you down or they'll build you up, but it's super natural. There's an impartation that happens with the words that are spoken, with the environments you hang in. So it's so important that you, you pick your friends so wisely. And I love this one. Even this is great for us to constantly check ourselves and reflect. And I really want to encourage you that there are new people coming into church every single day, people that are giving their life to Jesus. If a new Christian was to get around you, what would happen? Would their faith go to the next level or would their faith start to slowly diminish? Amen? And that's not to judge and, 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 and get upset. And that, that's not even for me to know. That's for you to say, hey, I'm going to check myself. Because sometimes I can be a little bit negative about church. Sometimes I can be a little bit late to church. Sometimes I can be... See, so if they shattered you, what would their life look like? But I'm confident. I'm in a room of people as if a new Christian hung around you, they would catch something significant. They will catch a spirit of tenacity and hunger and bravery and courage. And let me pray for you. And amen. Constantly check myself, God. What am I putting down, and what are people catching? Proverbs chapter four verse twenty-three says this: Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Might have been on the screen, might not have been. Either way, it doesn't matter. Still true. Guard your heart. Straight away. Your mind has gone to protect it. but Your mind also should go to let stuff in. Amen? Guard your heart. Make sure stuff doesn't get in, but also make sure stuff gets in. It. it works the same. It doesn't say guard your heart from all the negative things. It's true. But guard your heart so you're letting the right things in. The things that are going to help you in this next season when God is moving. I don't want to come to a close. You might have read the story of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego in... That joke doesn't work, here, doesn't. We're in Adelaide. I think mean, one person got it. You should get it. He wasn't listening, Ducky. He's in the front row with his Bible, wasn't listening. Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. Three young gents. Three young men that had a big spirit. It was a moment in time where... The king said, everybody has to bow down and reject their gods, forget about their God, forget about their faith, forget about their values, forget about their morals, and they have to worship me. And there was this moment in time where if you didn't worship the king, you were going to get thrown in a literal fire. Everybody say literal fire. fire. It was a real. And so what happened was these three, three men, I believe they were young men, let's just go with young men. These three young men actually stood up. And the Bible actually says, they all said, we're not going to bow down and worship you. We're only going to worship our Saviour. Amen? Amen? A powerful moment in Scripture. But I love it that there was three of them and the Bible says they all said, we will not bow down and worship a king. We only worship our God. And I just think about that moment because how did that go down? Was there three of them and they all said it at the same moment? Was it all like in unison? and They all said at one time, we will not bow down. Or was it one of them that rose up and said, we're not going to bow down no matter what you do to us. And then the sphere of influence he had to his left and to his right was caught. I can just imagine, let's just go with Shadrach. He stood up and said, we are not worshipping you. We're going to worship our God. And then the other one looks at him and says, yeah, we're not. Wait, what? We're not, we're not going to worship. Are you sure? Because it's much e- easier to just bow down and worship the king and not go in the fire. We're, we're doing that? And the other one looked at him and said, yeah, are we, are we really doing that? The Bible says, they all said, but i got a feeling one of them rose up. And the courage and the bravery and the hunger and the passion to worship the Lord their God only started to spread. I imagine these guys went to youth group together. They went to young adults together. They did Bible studies together. They came to prayer and worship nights together. They they, for years and years and years were sharpening each other, building each other. Come on, is anyone with me here this morning? Sowing into each other, praying for each other, speaking life over each other, declaring the things of God over each other. And then there was a moment where they were hit with a challenge, a challenge of their life. Their life was in danger. But they all rose up together because they had a big spirit. Amen? And the Bible says they all said, we will not worship you, we worship the Lord, our God and Him only. Bible says they went into the fire. Go and read the story. It's incredible if you haven't. They went into the fire and they weren't harmed. God rescued them. The king ended up worshipping God. It was a it was amazing. What happens when you carry a big spirit? Amen. It catches on. It spreads. It builds, it grows. How amazing is it that we've got a church community here in Adelaide that carries a big spirit? From our, location, our senior pastors to our location pastors, to our grow group leaders, to our youth leaders, to our kids leaders, amen? To our, host, to our cafe team, to the tech team. Just a big spirit. Believing what God could do, praying for others, takes a big spirit. Serving in church when we don't feel like it, takes a big spirit. Starting a business. Come on, God has called some of you to start a business. He's spoken. He's called. It's time to rise up. Step out in faith, walk on water, and believe for what God has for you. Inviting someone to begin a relationship with Jesus cannot be done unless you carry a big spirit. Come on, what greater miracle on earth when someone repents and believes in the gospel? When someone says, I cannot live this life on my own, <laughs> I need Jesus. No bigger miracle. Couple of moments in scripture where Jesus had an impartation. When Jesus was baptized, the heavens opened and God spoke over his life. This is my beloved son, who I love and who I am well pleased. The Spirit of God descended upon him like a dove. Jesus did many miracles, healings, teachings, day and night. Walked on water, amazing things. The heavens opened. God. Later in the scriptures. As we edged closer to the cross, there was another moment where heavens, the heavens opened and God the Father spoke and imparted something into the life of Jesus. It's my beloved son, whom I love and whom I'm well pleased. You know, I shared a little bit a moment ago where we're believing next year for God to do something through me and Jenna and, and, and Lifehouse Church. We want to start a church in the city. And I'm being real strategic to, to, to find environments that stretch me, that grow me. I'm catching up with pastors that have planted churches and started locations and I'm going to conferences and I'm, I'm learning and I'm gleaning and I'm, I'm talking and I'm growing and I'm watching stuff online. But after I do all these things, I come back and I say, God, all that's incredible. Thank you for these environments, but I still need a word from heaven. I'm not going to do this unless you tell me to. In fact, I believe he's already told me to, but unless you continue <laughs> to confirm it in my will, God, because I need a touch from heaven. Yes. An imparti- I need the heavens to open, God. Because sometimes I get thoughts like there are enough churches. And God says, Is everyone saved? Or no? Come on. And when I start to doubt, Sometimes I go to people, but more often than not, I go to Jesus. I begin to worship. Ever had a moment where you wrestle God, try and tell Him He's wrong, but you always lose? Come on, this is just my story. I'm no hero. Not even close. I've just heard from God and I'm believing for something. And I'm gleaning, I'm growing, I'm sharpening. But man, I need God straight from heaven. Thank you so much for tuning in to that amazing message from our team here at Lifehouse Church in Adelaide. To find out more or to submit a prayer request or connect with us as a church, simply head to lifehouse.global. God bless.